Hello, welcome to Thursday Night Appetizer. I was pretending that we had that uh, rum and coke we often talk about. Oh yeah. So sort of fizzing gently, like a rum and coke this, would fizz. This light is all wrong. You're too white, that's a problem. Ow, oh, I just got a zap. Oh, ow, it was nasty. Um, Sam has spent like the last half hour trying to adjust the lighting because he's so white that he gets washed it's out. It's not because I'm white. Yes, it is. That's I, racist. I look fine. Of course it's racist, but it's a, it's a permissible racism. Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Are you feeling better now? I think so, yeah. Um, it's a few shadows, but we'll be okay. How are you, Sam, by the way? I'm Charles. I didn't say that before. Charles. Sam. Yeah. How are you? Don't ask me that. Let's just do this. Your enthusiasm is infectious. Where, where's the third one? Here, down here. Oh. Okay, so the backgrounder. It was really cold. We need a bit more banter. No, we don't need a bit more banter. <laughs> it's just, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I'm tired of is you. So let's get this over with. <laughs> not nice. He's not nice. Um, uh, the last one uh, from last last Thursday was uh, on vine and branches, and it started off with like a really kind of uh, kind of almost bitter reflection on what the Catholic Church is like and what it's like to be a member of the church. Hmm, I wish I had listened to it. I would recommend it. I, somebody else mentioned it to me. I, I made a point of watching it. Uh, but it kind of turned into, I'd say, a pretty great reflection on what it's like to be a member of the Catholic Church. Anyway, I'm saying that because right now you're in that mode, which I think we need to start with some negative energy from you. Because the drama of every episode is basically Sam. It's, it's, uh. like, it's like God comes into Sam's life every episode <laughs> and turns him around. <laughs> He's not so bitter anymore. Uh. Maybe that's one reason to do this. How come you never start, start out bitter? I, I do sometimes, actually. Today I'm not. I'm maybe a little sad, but I'm not bitter. I'm happy, joyfully. Um, are we shooting? Is this a preview? Are you doing a series preview? I don't know. Okay, we're gonna. You're do the a one series. that wants. So there's two this week. Um, one is a two videos. One is a preview of also this week's video, mm -hmm. but Charles didn't want to do it on the same video, so hence the freezing there are two. Basically, you're getting a bonus video, everyone. All of our millions of. Or you could do adherence. what I would do and just not watch the first one and watch the actual backgrounder. I mean, there's an adaptizer. Um, so the series, I just work on my this advice, stuff. Charles the... advice. My, my advice, Charles advice. Sure. Uh, I work on these series because I like series. And we, we have called the Sunday's Gospel Applied to Mission. But uh, this series is taking place in the season of Lent, which in the Catholic Church, as most of you know, but maybe not everyone knows, is a, is a time that leads up to Easter, which is more familiar to, to people. It's like Lent culminates with the recognition and remembrance of Jesus on the cross and leads into Easter, which is also like the resurrection of Jesus. So it, it's, it's the heart of the Christian faith commemorated every year and re, what's the right word for it? Not relived, not exactly relived, but something like relived every year. Represented. Represented. Okay. So the it's like, like Jesus represented on the altar at Mass. Sure. Um, presented anew. 
Yeah, so we, we, well, I'll say this. How about, does this make sense? We participate once again in a particular way in the mystery of Jesus' death and resurrection. Okay, sure, so that made sense. all of Lent is what the series is called, the journey to the cross. Okay. All right. Uh, so I think this is kind of, it goes along with this, the quotation, which is, Jesus says to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So to me, this is one of the, like, the scariest invitations ever because even Jesus agonized before he accepted the cross himself, right? So if it was hard for him, sure, it's going to be hard for all of us. We're just, we're just human. He's human, but also divine. Anyway, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's like, what does the cross mean? It means things like suffering, loss of meaning, death, the darkness of the tomb. So why is Jesus, the question I have is, and I hope the next few weeks we'll get a chance to look at this, why does Jesus want us as followers, if you're not as followers yet, once you, imagine you're not a follower of Jesus, you want to follow him, you got to take up your cross. Why, does he, why would he want that for anybody? Um, well, one thing to think about is Jesus calls himself the way, uh, and the cross is the way that he chooses. So if we, want to, if we want to follow him and he's the way, we've got to do things the way he does. Um, so a few things about the cross, just as sort of preliminary, and I, you could throw stuff in too. You know a lot about the cross. Maybe. Okay. Uh, so if you want to see what Jesus looks like as our savior, as the savior of humanity, savior of the world, you see Jesus as our savior on the cross, right? Not, not, by show, not when he shows his divine power, not with his anointed teaching, not through the power of his miracles, but really on the cross, you see Jesus as our savior. Um, because it's on the cross that he, he rectifies our fall uh, the curse that comes over all of us. We talked about that in our last series, The Curse. By the way, if you haven't watched the, um, the, the Wednesday evening session of Unify, which Sam spoke, I would highly recommend it on The Curse. We also had a video on that for Thursday an Appetizer. It was scary, and he was smiling throughout, which I, find, I found chilling at the time. <laughs> Why were you smiling throughout again? You were talking about the fact that we're under a curse, and you were smiling. How come? I'm going to come back to that. Um, I asked you before. I want to ask you again. Well, partly because I just smile about everything. That's okay. one of my faults. Okay. So that I don't really have a serious face. You don't have a serious face? No. I'm kind of just always goofing around. It's true. Um, but also because, um, like, the curse by itself would be scary and awful, but uh, it's not by itself. It's, we, we know about the curse in light of what happens to it through Jesus, through the cross. That is part of the, one of the things I learned in that series. Yeah, and so, so it's, it's actually, even though the curse itself is bad news, it's actually good news to know about the curse because Jesus, or God did not abandon us to the curse. He didn't like leave us alone. Right. He pursued us and uh, he wants us to be in a relationship with him and to be in heaven with him someday. And so he provided a way out uh, through Jesus. So that's um, the good news. So I mean like, mm -hmm. It's like, it's the same reason that like we have, um, I don't know if you've ever heard anybody criticize us for having crosses in our church. Protestants like, sometimes cru would. Crucifixes in our church. They, they're like, they, would, might, they might wonder why we have like a, a, an image of Jesus dying. Or dead. Or dead in our churches and all over the place, right? Yeah. Like why, isn't he risen? Why do you have a picture of him dying? Mm -hmm. It's because his dying is actually our salvation. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the good news, right? That, and, and it ties in with, the, with your reading today right? Take up your cross. It's actually through the cross that we find 
eternal life. I had this thought, which is not actually in this little write-up. Um, you know that uh, image of how sin separates us from God? It's like an unbridgeable gulf. There's God on one side, there's yeah. us on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this unbridgeable gulf. And I was th- sometimes I've seen, I saw a video once where they had like portrayed the cross as like bridging the gulf. Mm-hmm. But I was actually thinking, see if this makes sense to you. In a sense, yeah, that's true. The cross does bridge the gulf between us and God. But also actually Jesus goes down into the abyss with us. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like he, yeah. actually, he actually descends into the depths right. of the Right, he wants us to go with him. That's what he's saying here. Right. Take up your cross. There is no, there is no salvation without the cross. Yeah. For us or for Jesus. It was, it was part, of, part of the story. So um, it also goes along with this idea of weakness. He saves us through his weakness, not through his power. Yeah. It's his, through his humanity that he saves us, which is kind of strange. And, and St. Paul talks about our weakness. Sure. Right, that God, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so, and doesn't he say something like, we should rejoice, therefore I rejoice all the more in my weaknesses? Mm-hmm. That's why I was- And re- sufferings. That's why I was smiling when I was talking about the curse. Sure. We can rejoice in our weaknesses because we know that that's the path. That's where we, get, that's where we have to go. So the point of this little prequel to the series is that we are setting ourselves up to think about why even begin the journey. And then what, what, what we're gonna find out each week is that there are different facets of the cross. And I picked out, if you went to Mass on Sunday, uh, the second reading, which is in, in this next series, as, as is often the case, except for Easter, it's excerpted from a letter of Paul's. Pretty much, usually the second reading at a Sunday Mass in the Catholic Church. And I picked out different facets of the cross, wisdom, mercy, humanity, humility, and victory. Five, hmm. five of them. Um, they're all qualities of Jesus, really. Uh, but they, they're seen in a, in a particularly deep way at this supreme moment that is on the cross. Jesus on the cross exemplifies these five things that are familiar things actually in, in life and, and in the Bible. Wisdom, mercy, humanity, humility, victory. Uh, so one of the things I was, I was hoping for is um, <clears throat> I think this idea of looking at Jesus and the cross through these five different facets over the next few weeks, the next five weeks of the season of Lent, heading up to what we call Good Friday um, and and Easter, um, is something about maturity. And I was thinking a lot about being mature, which which I struggle with. And I, I'm, why are you smiling? Because you can just say it. Go ahead, say it. No, continue. Do you struggle with all being mature? Yes. No, I don't think you struggle at all. I think you just like give up. I haven't get told I still act like a teenager. I don't know. I think more like a 10-year-old boy than a teenager. <laughs> Come on. It's even worse. I know. So uh. I'm just saying this about you. Um, along the lines, though, that maturity does not mean you're always acting appropriately the way you should or even, you know, whatever, that, that stuff. But there is something about maturity that does matter. And mature, I think maturity has to do with experience of going through different ups and downs. You've been through them, even if you haven't learned the lessons, which you should have learned, which I should have learned, I didn't. Uh, some, some I did. At least, at least you, when you've been through stuff, you know, I think this is what maturity allows, is you know that you can get through it, I would say in this case, with Jesus' help, right? Um, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4 uh, that we can allow God to transform us so that we are more mature. And he actually said, I think this is a striking phrase, 
to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, Ephesians chapter 4. The maturity he's talking about is that we would grow to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, we would grow to the extent that we would fully embody who Christ is in ourselves, which is, sounds like a crazy thing to me, but mm -hmm. that's what he's looking for. I mean, and that's all in relation, I'd say, to the mystery of the cross. Anyway, that's, uh, any thoughts? Sounds exciting. I'm just asking you this question. If you wanted to start a movement, which Jesus was doing, would you start with an invitation like this? Take up your cross? Hmm. Some would argue that um, to the young men in his audience, mm -hmm. that would be kind of appealing. Explain that. That's a good point. Um, well, I think deep down, all of us want to all of us aspire to greatness and to heroism, mm -hmm. to self-sacrifice in a mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when it comes down to it, it's <laughs> especially in the little ways, we kind of shy away from it. But um, yeah, yeah, I think especially guys like like his apostles, mm -hmm. you know, they've been following him. They've been listening to what he has to say. Uh, we know that they were all willing to die for him. But not for a while. Not, not for a while. <laughs> not initially. But eventually, I mean, it was eventually, in them. Yeah, it was right. in them. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, to be heroes was in them. It might have appealed to them. They might have gone, yeah, Jesus, I want to take up my cross without mm. fully really understanding what that meant. So they didn't, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I think initially they didn't. You mean they didn't want to take up their cross? That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, when the rubber hit the road at the crucifixion, they all ran away. Yeah. But... Um, but it was in them. It came back later with the help of the I Holy agree. Spirit. I agree. Right? Um, like actually, the, 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 at as the you same know, time, they had already made sacrifices. They had already they had left everything as well. They had already left, left everything race. to follow yeah, him. That's right. Right? Yep. Yep. So it's not like they were just like, I don't know. They thought it was, it's not like they were under any, well, maybe they were. Maybe they did think it was going to be like glorified glory mm -hmm. or. They or, were prepared or fame to fight or riches or whatever. They were prepared to fight. You, we were talking about this earlier. You said you were you were kind of annoyed at somebody's version of how Christianity is a religion of the of the of the sword, right? Yeah, it is in a way. Um, what did, what annoyed you about that approach to presenting the faith as our weapon? Yeah, I was sword? reading an article that was that was presenting the faith as as um, as like a battle, engaging in battle with the enemy, basically. Mm -hmm. And the reason it annoyed me was because we get, we have to be careful that we have the right enemy in our sights when we're at, like, because you, like Charles said, we are at war. Yeah. Um, in particular with the principalities and the, the powers of this world. Mm -hmm. But we have to make sure that we're, I guess to use the, the war metaphor, that we're pointing our weapons in the right direction, that we're not, there isn't collateral damage um, because the, the people that are affected by sin and affected by temptation and being duped by the devil in our world, we can all think of the people that are, mm -hmm. including us, are not the enemy that we're fighting against. And the problem is sometimes they feel like they are the church's enemy. Right. They feel like the church is targeting them when the church comes out with something um, that the, that churches and Christians in particular are targeting them as the enemy when they are not the enemy. Um, and anyway. I think it's also good for us spiritually. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense to me. I was thinking as well, complimentary to what you said, I hope, is it's good for us spiritually to understand that we are 
all enemies of Jesus on the cross because yeah. we're all sinners. Mm -hmm. The enemies are all of us. Yeah. We're the ones who put him on the cross. Um, we're the ones for whose sake he became a curse. Um, Galatians chapter 3, mm -hmm. the verse you were talking about a few weeks ago. Um, and and I, I think the great miracle of Christianity is that it was, it was men, but it was also women and even children who gave up their lives for this faith. And in doing so, I was thinking about one of the martyrs of Japan. This was probably in the 1500s, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 1600s. Um, a Japanese Christian who, in the process of being killed for their faith, offered forgiveness to their enemies. In this case, it was actually the, the emperor. He, he says, I forgive you, emperor, and, and your whole household for having me crucified. Echoing the words of Jesus on the cross, forgive them that they do not know what they're doing. And, and the important thing is to see that as the way in which we, we, wage, we wage the war. There is a war, a spiritual war. And to think of the cross as the weapon, not wielded so much against other people, but like our taking up the cross means that we're willing to sacrifice because we love them, whoever they are, whoever's against us. I mean, humanly speaking, against us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's not so much taking up weapons as it is laying them down. In a way. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is the prequel to our series. Why are we recording this? Because I thought it was a good idea, and Sam went along with it. Thank you, Sam. You're welcome. I, it's what I do best is go along with your crazy ideas. Hairbrained schemes. I like hairbrained. Hair, I like hair. Well, it's hair like a rabbit. <laughs> hairbrained. Oh. <laughs> You hear that term, hairbrained? <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Supposedly, rabbits kind of go a little crazy in the spring. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. As do people. Teenagers. Spring is coming. Spring fever. All right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we will continue on with our spring fever. Everyone gets a little more rabbit-like in the spring. More rabid-like. Rabbit-like. Also rabid, like the raccoon that you had like to... Like I had to put down, yes. Yeah. Well, we, won't, we won't talk about that. Bye, everyone. See you next time. See I mean, you see soon. You in a couple we're going to record part two of this uh, okay. thing. Journey to the cross. Journey okay. to the cross. If I can find the button, which I can't. He's